Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. I think we are taping. I'm not sure, but okay, yeah, we are recording. Uh, we are live. Uh, welcome to Side Action, episode 14 of season 6. My name is Jim Weglarts, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Weggspool on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, and I'm Dalton, a.k.a. Coop. Uh, you can check me on Instagram at Dalton Cooper, on Twitter at Mr. Crumby Gills. Uh, we are the Side Action Podcast. Welcome aboard. You can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at the uh, Side Action Podcast and Side Action Pod. So we uh, unfortunately are hybrid again. This is all my fault. I know. It is I your know. fault. You, you, want, you don't want to be it. in Edgewater again. It's okay. I'll wear it. Well, wait till next Friday. I feel like next Thursday and Friday, it's, it's going to be lit, man. It's going to be, oh, you're not even going to be there. <laughs> Damn it. I keep forgetting that. Ah. <laughs> we got to talk about yeah. that, but we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. But no, I'm in Ohio. Uh, hopefully, I'm sure he's not listening to this, but uh, we have a surprise party for uh, a grandfather who's turning 80 this mm. weekend. So... Yeah, so don't tell anybody. I know we have thousands of hundreds of thousands of listeners, so if you do see him out in the grocery store or maybe at his house, try not to, you know, give the secret away. So I'd appreciate it for another day or so. Yeah, and good for you bringing in the season greetings. No no Christmas yet. We're still working in the, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is. But I like that you're wearing your hat. You're delivering your presents somewhere. And I'm wearing my fire dice bad luck uh, fleece from Rivers. Um, oh, is it bad luck? Well... You know, the hot streak's over, pal. Uh, as you know, uh, <laughs> last week, Coop and I, we had a nice Thanksgiving. It's been a minute. It feels like a decade ago this hell happened. But uh. we, th- by the way, Thanksgiving was last week. I don't know if you remember. And then Coop on Friday, he had, I'm going to steal your thunder, but he had a good weekend bowling. And so then he's like, hey, we got some people going to the you know, casino. I'm like, what? Are you going to the casino? I'm like, no. I'm like, but I can go. Well, famous last words. You end up, end up losing whatever five, six hundred bucks out there at Rivers. They're very happy to see us there. We tried the strategies. It didn't work. It really no strategy works unless you do the don't, which you were yeah. gonna try. Uh, the only guy who made money at the table was the don't guy, because uh, basically there was what six points thrown on the whole night in the two hours we were there, two and a half hours. So what do you do? Yeah, a lot of hard sixes were thrown though. That one guy. He was pretty happy. A lot of hard numbers were thrown around. Yeah. And that's the only thing that we approve of on this podcast is hard numbers. Nothing else. So we like the hard numbers. Uh, yeah, I just always want to make sure that everybody knows that as well. Yeah, I threw a couple hard ones too. But uh, they will say, it was one time I was in Vegas about a year and a half ago. These guys were chanting, let's get hard. Let's <laughs> get hard. I don't know what they're talking about, but it wasn't the craps table. So. Uh, oh, yeah. And there then, we go. And then there you missed go. the Holiday Club. I know uh, you got some... I don't know. I just word there was some food poisoning, but I don't want to put anything yeah. in bad light. But I just know you missed out. We went to the Holiday Club, you know, got a couple, couple dances in there, and um, yeah, are they still closing that? Is that a you thing? Know, I think so, but I didn't read the sign. I just know that they were trying to rezone the place, and I think that's the reason why Steph wanted to go. But hard to say. It's still still open for business as of now. <laughs> Let's hope so. We don't want to make a headstone for the holiday club. So. Yeah, no, no. I mean, pour one out. So, yeah, but anyway, I was in Ohio earlier this week, so we, we crossed paths. I was in Columbus. I don't know if I told you that. I was in Columbus oh, nice. on Monday through Wednesday, 
And uh, have you been to Columbus before? Oh no, never. Yes, I've been to Columbus. Have you been to the Char Bar? Have you been to the Char Bar? The Char Bar. I've driven past it. Yeah, it's it's a dive. Nice dive. I've been there, and we went to this place called Parlay. Way overpriced for Columbus, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of Parlay. That's fine. A little overpriced, but the Char Bar is a you know it's your classic dive bar. You know, I went in the basement. It was a little little musty down there. We had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I'm not really sure. It looked like it was a speakeasy entrance, but it was nice. Is that on High Street? It is on High Street. So okay, it's right. Nice. We, we were at the convention center for the conference. Yeah. I stayed at the Hampton and across the way. I only stayed within a two-block radius the whole time. So. Right. Well, everything's kind of within a two-block. Did you? You didn't catch a Jackets game? That'd have been fun. It was really only had. a couple blocks away too, but I did not. I think they played. Maybe they played Monday night when we got in. We watched. Yeah, the, they played the Bruins. I think they beat them three nothing. Yeah. I mean, it was too. it was almost as riveting as the as the Bears game, which we can get to in a minute if you'd like. Uh, the Bears game was rough to watch, but we did watch, and uh, so. Well, let's get into this coop. Let's uh, you know you've already got yeah. it written down. I have to kind of I haven't I'm not super prepared today, uh, coop. Sorry, buddy. I, I've been busy and work keeps calling me literally. Um, so, to, who are you taking to the shed this week? Um, so we got a couple this week. So we're going to start with the Blackhawks. Mm. Um, I don't know if you heard about the, the rumors that are not rumors, but they seem to be pretty true. Okay. Um, so there, uh, if you're familiar with Corey Perry, you're familiar with the team. Corey Perry plays on the Blackhawks. He got signed in the offseason to a one-year deal. He's kind of a veteran. You know, he's kind of those, one of those guys that's been around a couple different locker rooms, won some championships. He's you know, got some pedigree, all that good stuff. Okay. Um, and he was coming in to kind of help Connor Bedard, you know, give that veteran sense, you know, teach him how to be a professional, if you will. Sure. Um, well, during the recent mom's trip, he's been gone for the last two weeks unexplicably from the roster. No one has explained it. No, the people finally started, people asking, you know, probably started like, hey, where's Corey Perry? Yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently the rumor was that came out on Tuesday was that on the mom's trip, uh, he hooked up with Bedard's mom. So uh, on Wednesday, he was cleared on waivers. He was released from the team. The only thing that was stated was that he had broke uh, conduct that was not supportive of the Blackhawks. So uh, the man doesn't have anything out for his arrest. We didn't do anything illegal. Um, no. but apparently, you know, everybody's saying those rumors aren't true, but yet... <laughs> Oh man, so it's pretty spicy. We're taking the black. It's enough to be to have him here the rest of his career. You know, he's 18 years old. He's supposed to be like the second coming of the NHL, and everybody's gonna just have mom jokes for the rest of him. That's Simon classic. Old. Wasn't there a joke with? Um, well, LeBron had that with. Um, didn't his mom? Who did his? Uh, Delonte West, maybe was it? Maybe, Delonte West? maybe. But I, th- I was thinking more. It was Wilson, Zach Wilson. Didn't he have something with? Oh him? yeah, he was. Uh, he was big into the moms for sure. I mean, yeah. what are you gonna say? I mean, it happens. I mean, we've seen you. You're one of your favorite movies, Major League. You get the. Uh, now that wasn't a mom, but that was a, you know, wife of one of the other players. I mean, these things yeah. happen on the road, man. You don't know what you're doing yeah. out there. So we took them to the shed. It's gonna. It was just an interesting week, you know. Obviously, dating back to the sexual allegations the Blackhawks have dealt with in the past already, and just yeah. the, the mess that was. So, yeah. um, also we're gonna take Josh Giddy to the shed. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He plays for the. Uh, he plays for the actually the top. Uh, was it? They're, they're up there contending in the West. I think they're the second seed right now. But uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder is one of their okay. forwards. I think he's a rookie. Um, but he, he played basketball at uh, UCLA or UC Irvine, one or the other. But he, he trains out uh, okay. in California quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he got picked up this week because um, it was rumored he's having um, an unfortunate relationship with a minor. So <sighs> we're going to take him to the shed. Uh, I don't There's, know why. There seems to be know. a theme with this this week's shed. 
Well, it's just weird too. I mean, it does it does seem a little odd just because he is like an eighteen or nineteen year old kid. So yeah. I don't know, you know, if it's lean or not, but still, we all know the rule. <laughs> and then you're gonna enjoy this one too. I'm gonna take Ryan Shazier to the shed. Okay. Um, I don't know if you read this or not, but I got to I dabbled into this rabbit hole last night on Twitter. He was trending. I don't okay. know if you saw this, but uh, apparently he cheated on his wife, and oh. um, oh. it was in exchange for a lot of um, backdoor pleasantries, if you will. Um, so there's a I encourage people to go read it on Twitter. It is a great rabbit hole to get lost in. It's uh, obviously, you know, the horrifying thing that happened to Ryan Chazier would never wish on anybody. But hey, it just goes to show you that we're not, you know, not all of us are built for it, I guess. Or, you know, that we are human after all. So we all have our price. So it just goes okay. to show you, man. I'll have to look that so one up. Gonna, we took all of them to the shed. You know, I don't know. I don't know if there was a theme or not. I wasn't necessarily looking for one. Yeah, but it seems thematic. Maybe yeah, it thematic. Well, it was a big week, I guess, for foreplay. So yeah, maybe exactly. we're taking foreplay to the shed. So post Thanksgiving, uh, you know, dalliances, we'll call it. I guess. Uh, Got to work go. those calories off somehow, Wiggs. That's right. Well, I, I do have somebody. Maybe I'm not sure that we can debate this. I'm gonna take. I'm not sure if I'm taking owner David Tepper to the shed. Or Frank Reich to the shed. So I'm not a huge fan of Frank Reich. I think he did pretty well in with the Colts in his early days, maybe because he had a really good roster. But it's pretty tough to fire a guy in year one. I know he's only one in ten, but it seems to me that Tepper seems to think that he's a a GM or a coach. I, I heard some reports today that he's the type of owner that would slip plays to the coaching staff like last year um, and obviously he wanted he was trying to get Frank Wright for the last two weeks to do more read option apparently with Bryce Young I don't know if you noticed Bryce Young's kind of small he's not exactly Jalen Hurts but anyway so I'm gonna confidently say I'm gonna take the owner Tepper to the shed because I think he's making not that Frank was the best the best pick but he clearly is a disaster. Uh, he's taken this organization down a little bit. You know what's going to happen this week. They'll probably get the dead cat bounce. We'll talk about that. But long run, if he's meddling in the affairs, I mean, almost worse than Jerry Jones has ever done within the locker room, it's going to be bad. So we'll take you, sir, to the shed, even though you're a billionaire hedge fund guy. Yeah, the uh, well, the patience too. It just it just goes to show you that those guys with a lot of money, you know, he really wants to win. I guess that's like the good thing of that situation. It just it shows that you, I guess, that he really wants to win. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not very patient. So it takes you know it takes a couple of years to build an organization, build a culture, build you know a team like that. Oh, I also forgot to mention my honorary member. Uh, oh. This happened a couple of days ago. Uh, did you hear about Sports Illustrated, by the way? Uh, no. What time oh, do wow. you hear about it? So we're going to take them to the shed. They had fake profiles, Wags, of uh, AI writers. They had AI writers on their staff. Um, they got called out for it. They took everything down hmm. um, and then released a statement saying it was a third-party company they'd hired to do this. And they had no idea what was going on. But they had created, like, fake profiles, like, people of, of like, nationalities, like, names, like, everything, like... Like to the T, they had like three or four different profiles up, and they had I don't know how many fake articles they had written through AI on Sports That's Illustrated. That's crazy. Yeah, that came out I think Monday or Tuesday. Huh. So we're gonna put uh, we're gonna take journalism to the shed because it's all apparently what we do is just fake and AI can do it. So look forward to next week of working with a computer. Maybe I'll be the AI and yeah. you could be the person. We'll just take turns or sure. something. But yeah, how do but you yeah, know that's, this? That this isn't memory. actually me right now. This is a simulated body <laughs> on an AI screen for yourself 
So what about the Dub Club? I, 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 I'm going to go first this time. Um, it's really kind of a, we don't, you've, usually they're pretty big names in the, in the Dub Club, but I like to dig deep. I was watching the game on Sunday. Atlanta's Jesse Bates, the safety. He had a big game. I mean, he's a good yeah. ball player, first of all. I do like him. Yeah, uh, uh, you mean he's college? Oh, come on, man. Uh, Jesse Bates. ACC? Wolfpack? They don't even have a stadium right now. They don't have a stadium right now? Well, they have like half a stadium right now. I don't know. I don't know. it. Uh, Wake Forest. Wake. Wake Forest. Oh, good. Sorry. Wake Forest. Well, he had a pick six early in that game, which was really a big differentiator in the game. He also forced a fumble in this big win when Atlanta got the win over at New Orleans. Honestly, as, as good as they played in the second half of that game, Atlanta, early in that game, the Saints were moving the ball at will. Without those turnovers, I mean, they probably would have lost that game outright. So, Jesse Bates, come on in to my small exclusive club <laughs> section of Club Dub, where the big stands floor is filled with uh, the Coop guys. Yeah, well, the first person we're going to put in uh, Coop's Clubbed Up, <clears throat> maybe we should start, like, maybe putting some graphics behind that. Maybe we'll get a banner for the <laughs> studio there. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to start with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he got clear. He got clear for the 21-day window. Um, I highly doubt he's ever going to play this season. I wouldn't personally play him if I was the owner of the Jets, uh, but we'll get it, obviously, that as we talk about the games more. But um, if he does come back from Achilles, I mean, it'd just be amazing to see him play again this season. So yeah. the fact that he's out there, he's I think it was 11 weeks. I think it was 11 or 12 weeks to the day right. when he got reactivated for practice. So that's pretty cool. We'll put him in Club Dub. Uh, we're also going to put Michigan in Club Dub. Yes. Uh, they had a big win against Ohio State. Yeah, they they won the game, if you will. So Third anytime time you win the game, you know you automatically get the Club Dub. Everybody knows that. Sure. So, um, <laughs> and that the last person or the last team I had in Club Dub for the week. Uh, we're, we put the Blue Jackets in there because, like I was saying earlier, they beat the Bruins on Monday, three three nothing. They were last uh, last place in the Metro, and they played Boston as first place in the Metro, beat them three nothing. They went three and zero the last week, so things are looking up in Columbus after zero and five the previous five. So there you go. Uh, we can only hope. This is the only time we're ever going to put them in Club Dub, so I figured I'd take advantage of it. To be honest, it was so, funny. I was sitting next on the plane down to Columbus. I was sitting next to a young lady who, ironically, was traveling from Thailand to. Columbus, which apparently when you go from Thailand to Columbus, the only way to go is first to Korea, then to New York, or no, Boston, then to Chicago, then back to Columbus. There was no semblance of a direct flight situation, but she was a big hockey fan. She liked, she loves the jackets. She was very excited about the jackets, even though they stunk. So there you go. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing of, you know, is are, they can never decide if they want to win or if they want to tank. That's that's what, that's the argument we have all the time in the hockey world. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about college football. This is the last – I don't really call it the regular season because not everybody's playing, but championship week for, for college uh, college football. And we've got some big games that really are important. Starting tonight, actually, Coop, I guess we could go in order. Um, yeah. So tonight you've got the Big 12 – or Pac-12 championship, yeah. Oregon versus Washington. Now – I think the winner should be in. I think I don't know all the iterations, but in my mind, Oregon, Washington, the winner of this game, Washington should be undefeated. They should be in for sure. Oregon's only got one right. loss to Washington. So I think the winner should be in tonight, barring some craziness. But um, you got that big game. I know is that a, that didn't make yeah, the you list. Got, you got the 
Conference USA Championship tonight is also. You got undefeated Liberty. You know, look out for them. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're a hot topic. Some people were debating if, if they were to win the Conference USA and, you know, whatever scenarios happen this weekend, maybe Liberty could sneak into the top four yeah. in the playoff. Now but, they're playing who, New Mexico State? Yeah, they're playing New Mexico State. They're 10-3 and three on the season. They're playing in Lynchburg, yes. Virginia. So yes. it's not necessarily really – it's kind of a neutral site, if you will. So – um, right. I anticipate a good game from Liberty. I think Liberty's. Yeah, I've good heard the sharp. Sh- I'm not gonna bet on it, Coop, because you know I, that's your belly wick. But I heard the sharp money's on New Mexico State plus ten, ten and a half, whatever it is. But if, I'm staying away. Yeah, from I hate that. the hook there. If you can get the hook, I would take the ten and a half. <laughs> but if you get the ten, I would any excuse so, me, anything lower than ten. So I'm pretty sure, even though it's not on your picks of the week here, you're you're behind Oregon in this one, right? Yeah, I think Oregon's gonna roll. I think Washington's. Uh, they're getting healthier because they're getting their third wide receiver back, which should be helpful. But right. they sh- they probably shouldn't have beaten Oregon the first time. I think Oregon had more yards, more more time of possession. They had less turnovers, I believe. The only reason they didn't win is because they couldn't convert on fourth down. You right. know, they didn't. They decided to go for touchdowns instead of kicking field goals, which I think to beat good teams, you have to put the ball in the end zone anyway. So yeah. nothing will drive you crazier than your team field goaling people to death. So and They are nine-and-a-half-point uh, favorites. They're playing in Vegas, actually. So would you – I mean, yeah. it's not your official pick, but you, you also say they'd lay the number. Oh, yeah, I would lay the I, Yeah, I would lay up to probably – I would probably go up to 14 with Oregon. Wow. Sure. I hope Ridgeway's not listening. Yeah. She's going to be mad at Yeah, you. no, sorry, Ridgeway. I, you know, it's been a good season and all, but I, I think Oregon's more of a complete team. They definitely have a better defense, I think, than Washington does. And, uh, they've just been, they've been playing much better football as of late, the last three or four weeks, too. Yeah. So it seems like Washington's just gotten by every week, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, they it's don't have line. much of a defense. They just have a good offense. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then Bo Nix, he's actually currently the favorite for the Heisman. So if he plays well, he has a good shot. I know your guy, uh, Jaden Daniels, is. I think he probably should win. But he's sitting, he's in the clubhouse, so to speak. He can't really do anything more to win the award. So we'll see if Nix comes through. Yeah, we'll see. And then I, obviously how those voters work, it'll probably be, like you said, if Oregon gets into the playoff, more likely Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman. So. Yeah. But that's okay. But, yeah, the other two, um, Saturday's a little bit bigger. We have, obviously, Alabama and Georgia. Yep. And I think that's the – is that the – no, that's the second game. So the Texas first game's Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they play first in the Big 12 championship. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think Texas has to roll. Whether whether all the other scenarios happen for even them to get in, if they don't, like, control the game against Oklahoma State – uh, is I think it's going to be hard to put them in. Obviously, if Alabama beats L- or if Alabama beats Georgia, it's going to be hard to keep Alabama and Texas both out because obviously right. the Texas has that win. But I still think Texas needs to go out and dominate this game. They have to. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to, it's not in my picks either. I have two other picks, but if I, I debated on taking Texas because I feel like they're the team that has to go out and really make a statement as far as opposed to like you know the score of the game being indicative. Yeah, so. it's a 15 point 15 point favorite for Texas, so they're the heavy favorite, but the you know the pokes are always I mean it, it is in Jerry's world, so that's got to be a, a Texas favorite crowd. It's pretty close to, to you know to Austin, but I hear yeah. you. So you think Texas has to come out and dominate because obviously they have to win and dominate to make it. Then you Yeah, got, I mean they've been playing playoff football for like 3 weeks now yeah. if you think about it. They've been playing pretty good. Then you've got Georgia playing Alabama. I'm assuming that's in that's in the Georgia Dome, right? Is that where we're playing this? Yeah, that should be down in Atlanta. So it's kind of like a home game for Georgia, but it always has been. Alabama's a five-and-a-half-point dog in this game. I mean, it looks like you like Bama in this game, huh? To win yeah, outright? I, 
or just cover? I do like the. I don't know if I like him outright. I keep okay. going back and forth on this. I, I don't want him to win outright because I would much rather see Alabama lose and then Texas get in just because I'm partial sure. to my future, my Texas future that I placed back sure. in like week three or whatever. Um, so that's just me. But I, I think Alabama obviously can win. The the metrics say that the, the line, the, the I guess the line play between Georgia and everybody else is nowhere near as dominant. I mean, Georgia's, I think, somewhere in the 70s as far as uh, offensive line efficiency. Okay. Um, they've gotten better in recent weeks. But this is like the first year in a long, in the last at least two or three years that, you know, the line of scrimmage is not going to be dominated from the first quarter of the whole game by Georgia. Like the other team is going to have a chance to, you know, impose their will on the game and have control of that. And obviously, I think Saban is, I mean, he's just as good as Kirby Smart. I think Kirby Smart's probably surpassed him maybe at this point as sure. a quote, you know, like right now. By, but as far as resume, obviously. Um, but I, I mean, Alabama obviously skated by last week. They might have been looking ahead. I don't, oh. I don't know. I'm not you, in think that room, so? So. you think so? You think so? Fourth and thirty-one. If Milrow goes off, do you think Milrow could have a chance at the Heisman? I don't know. My, my, everybody's saying is now it's a two-horse race, but it'd be nice to see that. Yeah, I mean, so he's got you, the moment. He so definitely you, has the moment on fourth and goal. Now you so. like the over the fifty-five, fifty-five point total is a uh, is for the this is the Georgia Alabama game. Yeah, I like the over there, but I like Alabama to cover. If okay. you want to take them outright money line, I wouldn't fault you for that either. No, I don't. So, I know that you're going with the big conferences, but I don't want to skip over. The proxies will be mad. You know that UNLV yeah, yeah. is playing. Tulane. What, what about UNLV yeah. and Boise? That or Tulane. We don't, we don't forget about Tulane and SMU either. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet, though. We forgot about oh, the, Mac, the MAC championship is also <laughs> tomorrow, by the way. But but the UNLV is, is playing Boise. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs. And obviously they they haven't played this game ever. Barry Odom's coached them pretty well. Just just putting that out there for the proxies to because you is know. that uh where's that game taking place at? That's a great question. Let's take a look if I can find out. Is that at home? Like is that in Boise? It can't. Is that a? I don't think so. Don't they? Don't they Mount play? West, it? I, I assume. Here, let's take a look. I have to I have to go to my sub sub board here. It's not on the top twenty five somehow. Uh, let's see. It says the game is being played. It's also being played in Vegas. It's a home game for the for the are they called the Rebs anymore? Yes, it's hosted by UNLV football. There it is. Yeah, they're just not the running Rebs anymore. They're the Rebels, not the running <laughs> Rebs. I don't know. Anyway, nah, it's hard to say. but yeah, so but they uh, right yeah they're they're so I guess so yeah because the Pac-12 is being played Friday, they get to play Saturday morning or Saturday gotcha. afternoon. That would check that out. They're not playing in Allegiant Stadium. That's pretty wild. No, they are playing Allegiant Stadium. That's, oh, okay. that's where the gotcha. UNLV plays there now. Oh, do they? Okay. I think so. Well, I, out. I, I, check I thought when we were in Vegas a couple weeks ago, they had their own field out there by the school. But, they you do know. have their own field, but I think they might have switched over to Legion. I should probably text the proxy, my, my sis, hey, because she can get tickets, <laughs> you know. Okay, yeah. so then, I don't know if we're going in order, but okay, you did say Tulane. Okay, right, SMU Tulane. Yeah. That's, that's going to happen, the American. And Tulane's obviously their three-point favorite, pretty short favorite. SMU's, they've been playing some good ball football, though. Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, they're both eight no in conference. Um, man, I just Tulane has been pretty consistent all year. They beat uh, well, who they beat early this year? I think it was Auburn. I want to say no, it definitely wasn't Old Miss. They beat Old Miss earlier this year. Not bad. Uh, so that's pretty good. Like I said, Old Miss a top ten team, I think, right now. So yeah. uh, no, Tulane's definitely. I think Tulane's definitely the more talented team. I think they're gonna. They want to probably play for another New Year's Six. I think they played the New Year's Six last year. I think they'd like to get back there again. So yeah. I'd lay the three. I'd take the, the Green Wave. I mean, who okay. who doesn't? Who can't root for the Wave? I mean, come yeah, on. they're New Orleans team. So 
And then the other two biggies, we've got Louisville uh, playing Florida State. That's obviously, uh, that one's a tough one because we know that Florida State could have been, well, they still can do it, but this was in Charlotte. Um, you know, Brahm is actually really good off of, well, he, he didn't, I think they lost last week, didn't they? Louisville lost last week. They lost week. to Kentucky, yeah. Shout out to Lee Corso. That was a super dog <laughs> pick, and everybody laughed at him. Yeah, I think that uh, the coach now is like, 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 after after a loss at ATS. So the Sharps like Louisville for a lot of reasons, even though they're a short dog in this one, one and a half. Florida State's got a good team, but they lost their quarterback a couple weeks ago, and it's tough. I in some ways, Coop, I don't know how you feel about this. You know, they are undefeated. I, you probably knew this. Florida State's undefeated, so if they win, they deserve to be in the playoff. But they're going to get crushed if they make it. So in some ways, you got to root for Louisville, so that way. It keeps a better Final Four, right? That's exactly how I feel about it. I just hope that Florida State loses just for that reason, just right. so we don't have to sit here and debate about it. Like, let the powers above, like, you know, God help Jordan Travis. I'm sorry that happened to him. Yeah. But without that, without Jordan Travis playing, the team is just not the same. They've got a backup quarterback. You see the NFL every week. When you go to a backup quarterback, you, your team just stinks. It just yeah. doesn't happen very often. So, yeah, I would take Louisville. I'd, play, I'd you know, take the underdog. I think I'd take them outright. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that the powers above will just still kind of sort this out the right way. <laughs> sure. All right, and then the Big Ten is the last one, uh, Michigan against Iowa. We know that Iowa doesn't score, but they play good defense. They're 20. Well, you've got them 22. It's 21 and a half here on my app. So you're all over uh, the Wolverines here. Now, they're playing in Lucas oh, yeah. Oil in Indianapolis. If they lose, are they still in? Probably not, no. Okay. Because their strength of schedule is trash. That's true. So, theoretically, if the favorites do win, if, if Michigan, Georgia, Texas, and Oregon, those would be your, your four if they win outright, unless I think Florida that State would, I think that would be our most competitive top four. We could yeah. yeah. But Florida State could sneak in. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, Florida State's technically the favorite, too. So, if you go chalk that way, Florida State would probably get in, and then you'd probably leave the Pac-12 champion out at that point. Just yeah. because they've beaten each other, they kind of cancel each other out at that point. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, we can only hope for that's the final four we get. Most likely scenario: Michigan, Georgia, but then Oregon. I think they'll probably win. Sorry, Bridgeway. But if Oklahoma <laughs> State somehow jumps in, then it opens the door for who? So then it would be probably Ohio State, Ohio I would say. State, Ohio State, or or if Bama I mean, wins. I mean, Alabama wins. Yeah, if God Bama wins, Alabama. then it's Georgia, Michigan. So it, can Georgia miss the playoff? Is what I'm getting at. So you, oh, Alabama man. wins, Michigan wins, Oregon and Texas win. Do you think that Georgia's on the way? They're on the outside. If they get in? blown out, maybe like they'd have to lose by like 21. I mean, they'd have to just look just awful. I mean, they'd have to look like a, a high school team out there. You know, like it'd have to. I feel like because they're the two-time defending champs, they haven't right. lost all year. They lose to Alabama once in the championship game. And like, then, and even though Texas yeah. beat Alabama, they'd be on the they'd be the team out versus Oregon. Because Oregon, well, they have a one-loss team. Because I mean, Oregon has a tougher schedule, don't they, than Texas? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the Pac-12 is the best conference this year, which is yeah. which is really a satire in itself. It's the last year of the conference. It's the best year they have. So, oh man, yeah, I don't know at that point, man, that'd be tough. So that's why I'm hoping that Georgia could just beat Alabama. We yeah. don't worry about it. But, yeah. You know, just we just need Louisville to win, and then have Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, Texas, and then we got who we want, right? Yeah, well, Michigan's going to win it all anyway. It's either oh. going to be Michigan or Texas. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. 
It's America's team. How can you not? I mean, we're taking Michigan this week, minus 22, minus 21 and a half. You could, you could take either one. They're, Jim Harbaugh is back. He's back, back baby. The only thing that's thing that he's really big is back in the most way. We should have put him in club dub, honestly, because hmm. I don't know if any other team in the country can go basically, what, 6-0 and without their head coach? Yeah. Yeah, so he's in club dub. Sorry, we can maybe edit and put this back in, like, the first five minutes or so. But, <laughs> yeah, take Michigan. It's America's team. I mean, we can all be Michigan fans for a couple weeks. Sure. You know, watch them win a national championship. I think it'd be good for college football. He would go to the NFL, which is what we all really could have had. We could really use he that. Coach the Bears. Coach the Bears. Yeah. See, exactly. We all win at that point. We could have so, him on the podcast. There you go. Yeah. Oh my God. See, this is it's all coming together. So you come, right. we, can, we can get him. In, you know, we can hang out with ESPN <laughs> 1000 for a couple hours. Sure. And they'll be like, Hey Jim, do you mind if I got a nice pair of khakis? You can't let us. I mean, you cannot not talk. We can to get him so. some side action khakis. Yeah. Maybe a zip up quarter zip oh, too. Oh, quarter zip. Yeah. No go. dice. No dice on there. Just no, 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 no. We'll put the logo there instead. All right. So just to review your picks this week, Michigan, minus 22, minus 21 and a half, minus whatever number. Uh, Alabama, plus the five or five and a half. Those are your picks this week. Yeah. And we did go 2-0 and last week. I don't yes, know if this record is updated, so I don't know if it's I did. 21 4 and 1. That's pretty impressive. Okay. I didn't know if it was 21 and 4 or 23 and 4. So. Oh. But yeah, 20, 21, 4 and 1 on the year, so that's pretty good. That's hopefully, not bad. That's pretty good. Hopefully we can replicate that next year. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I mean, it's only like 88%, so. Yeah. Mm. Maybe next year we'll add a third game, and maybe maybe just to, you know, just to appease the listener. I know Art's a big fan of the college picks, so maybe yeah. we'll add a third pick next year. If anything, it might help us win some more units. You win never some know. more units. There you go. All right, well, let's go over the NFL now. Uh, recap for Week 12. Uh, it was pretty closer, a little closer in some of these metrics. The road teams did have an edge 9-7 and seven this past week. But guess what? The favorites, they just pimp-slapped everybody. 12-4 and four last week. Kind of crazy. Unfortunately, some of the favorites I picked did not come in. But anyway, um, and then the totals, the overs were 9-7, and seven, which usually what happens, overs hit when, you know, that's kind of correlated usually, overs with, uh, favorites, just so you know, if you want to know that yeah. kind of thing. But really, there were. I, I actually, I was. I, didn't I lie about this? It should have been one game against the spread matter because that was the one that actually mattered. It depends on the closing number. Okay, my bad. The closing number was a. I think they closed at two and a half. But anyway, so in my metrics, no games mattered against the closing spread. It did matter if you picked the contest spread, just so you know. Uh, side action has been is just. I'm sorry, we are just. Uh, it, it's it's we've got six weeks to to make a miracle happen. Two and three again this week. We've been doing this for like four or five weeks in a row. We're just slipping and slipping and sliding down. Top teams up at seventy three point three three. We're at you know fifty three point three three. So we we really it's gonna be tough to win this thing. We could maybe get in the money if we just go get really hot, which is what we need to do. So there's one more week in this quarter. And then we can get the last five weeks, which is the last quarter, and that way we maybe we can get a great quarter, win some money. That's that's the idea. So you never know. Yeah, you just gotta get. Just gotta, it's not about how hot you get. It's about getting hot at the right time. You know, it's look about at that. That's what she really said. Matter. That's what she said. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. uh, so we did pick uh, Atlanta. Hey, we we hit hit on one. They were a pick. They went out right 24-15. As I mentioned, Jesse Bates played well. Such you know, wrong side. I don't know if you Such look. Did you see the Falcons? How, but they ran for like 188 yards in the game. They just ran it right down the Saints' throat. I'm sorry, dude. 
That's what happens. Yeah, that happens. We'll, we'll go to the next game. It's okay. This is better. Try to field goal people to death. <laughs> it's true. Um, so then Houston, uh, we went on the Houston side. Wah, wah. What a great game, though. What a great game. This was. This is a game that I want to see twice a year for the next five years in the AFC South. You had oh decade. Yeah, the decades. Decade, yeah, the Jags came out guns a blazing, playing really good, up ten nothing, up twenty four to fourteen. But C.J. Stroud, you know, he may not be your MVP, but he's the MVP of the podcast. He actually brought them back, got them a, a brief lead. They lost the lead, then they had a chance to tie the game. I really think they kind of settled a little bit for this 58-yard field goal yeah. with this dude who's never kicked a, a four, anything over 49 yards. Amendola. Amendola. But he kicked it. Oh, man, he hit the crossbar and went the wrong way. It could have gone the other way, Coop. He was about, you know, let's call it five inches short. That's what she says. Uh, 24-21. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was a great game. To your point, it's, you know, we're going to see this game for another decade. Yeah. So. That is really, it's really cool to see. To your point, CJ Stroud's only, you know, going up in MVP odds. The week you were gone, I'm telling you, that's when I started telling everybody to get on this train at 175 to one. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what it is now, but I know it's a hell of a lot lower than that. So it's tighter now. Yeah. Uh, you know, though it's going to be interesting to see if the Texans do make the playoffs. They have a pretty good, uh, yeah, that's kind of pretty good. Uh, I know you're missing <laughs> the ambulances. And the police sirens. I mean, it, you feel so safe yeah. and warm and cozy in your hat over there. <laughs> but no, we're gonna we're gonna see the Houston. Houston, I think, plays at Denver. Or no, they're home against they're home Denver against this week. Denver. So we'll they, uh, we're gonna see if they can get right or not. And like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see if they make a playoff push or not. I know. And then we did pick the Rams. They closed a two and a half point favorite. It was a pick in the contest. They just destroyed Arizona. Um, I'm not sure if Arizona's waving the white flag or it's just. You know, Stafford, once he was ruled into play, it was a big difference. They took care of business 24-8. So, hey, we got that win. The next two were not so great, uh, Coop. And these were both kind of, well, let's just pit face it. Let's talk about the Eagles game first. <laughs> I don't know if you could predict this game. We did pick the Eagles minus 3.5, which kind of sucks, because this is the number that closed at 2.5, so that's why I didn't rate it a, a no cover. But Buffalo dominated this game. They should have won the game. A lot of people said it right. Hey, this is a must-win. They got to play their best game. Did they? They did for about 52 minutes of this game. They looked like the better team. Unfortunately, in the second half, they could not stop the Eagles. The Eagles did whatever they wanted, and more importantly, I should have put them in in the shed. But McDermott played scared, man. He didn't try to do anything with 20 seconds left on the clock in, in regulation. He also like. He just was settling in that game. You know, even they went, they didn't go for fourth and long. I know when they kicked a field goal and then, you know, in overtime and then ended up losing the game outright with Philly. Philly couldn't be stopped in the second half. You gotta, you gotta go for, you know, broke in that situation. So obviously the Eagles won the game 37-34 in overtime. They covered the closing line, but did not cover our contest line of three and a half. Yeah, no, I tried to tell you that, that Buffalo was going to come out and play well. I, I was feeling so good for the first three quarters. I, I yeah. was like, oh, man, I can't wait to get on the podcast and talk about this. And then, <laughs> and then the fourth quarter happened. And just like, I don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the, the completely mood that changed. The whole team changed. Like the Eagles, it's, yeah. They were, they were dogs. They were, like you said, they, were, they, they controlled both lines of scrimmage from the jump, which yeah. you don't really see against the Eagles. and. Nope. Uh, I mean, I think they were up to 10, like, twice in that yeah. game. They were up 17 to 7, and yeah, I almost think they were up, like, 24, 14, or 21, yeah. or something like that. So, 
just I, I don't know, man. I just I don't know how you don't fire Sean McDermott. I really don't. Just because you know Josh Allen has been uh, either I think he's been the top two or top three, if not the top quarterback in touchdown to turnover ratio in the last four seasons. So everybody keeps talking about him turning the ball over, but he's been in the top three of producing touchdowns versus turning the ball over. And like the only quarterbacks that are ahead of him, I think, the, out of those combined years were like Patrick Mahomes and sure. Jalen Hurts, and maybe Joe Burrow sprinkled in there. But that's it. Like, yeah, well, they like let you have him... this guy, and they can't do shit well, with him. Like, Coop, they let uh, him run the ball. They, for the last, I don't know, but I guess it was Dorsey. It wasn't really Dorsey's fault, but somebody tried to, you know, hold back the regulator on him to keep him healthy. The last three weeks, they've let him be Josh Allen. He's going to run. He's going to throw the ball. The dude's country strong. You can't get the guy down. I mean, really, Jalen Hurts and him are very similar, except he's got a Allen's got a bigger arm than Hurts. But when he is running, he ran for 80 yards in this game, and he threw for 300 yards. I mean, this is what you want to see, Josh Allen. He too bad the defense they couldn't hold up, but um, let him go. Now, granted, they. I mean, this team has got a terrible schedule. I mean, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think we talked about this. It's like. I think I still play I Kansas called that at the beginning of the season, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. you did. Just to rewind that, but no, I, and to your point too, when they, they, I think we're up three or, were they up three when they got the, when they gave the ball to, uh, to Philadelphia, and it's like mm-hmm. they just played so scared defense. They didn't play to like prevent the field goal at all. Right. They played to prevent the touchdown. It's like that point. It's like why not just you know we need to yeah. It's like this is your season basically. Like yeah. we need to not let them score. Period. Right. So just yeah, I I felt like there was just a, a terrible terrible shift or mindset with this team and it's almost become cancerous where it feels like it's taken over the team honestly yeah yeah they don't believe uh last game was the raiders they're eight and a half point favorites actually flowed up to like nine nine and a half at close they're off doing a 14 nothing start dude i was like yes i was right about the raiders except they barely scored the rest <laughs> of the day and, and the d just took control and they won 30 31 17 i mean it was like come on raiders i mean you scored 17 points against a team who's barely scored all year, and you give up 31 points. So good, you know. Maybe the Chiefs are looking better. Maybe they got off the snide and they they, they could do it. And uh, they did cover the game 31-17. So good for them. The Raiders failed me, but hey, what are you gonna do on the next week? And uh, but you did pretty well, three and one. It looks like that in your picks, if if I clocked them correctly. Yeah, we had a nice. Uh, we bought in on the Chiefs when they were down fourteen nothing on money line. Too. Oh, we good for like you. Four hundred. So nice. that's a new strategy we'd like to employ. By the way, is yeah. we like to take favorites that are down quickly on money lines. I don't know if we've talked about this before. Yeah, but yeah. I was talking about it at a golf league the other night. Yeah, live, live betting. Yeah, he was mentioning it. So we we cashed in on that. I was really upset. I don't know if we're we're gonna talk about this game probably here in a second. We'll I'll save it because I have a lot of. I have a lot of emotions to share about last night's game, but uh, yeah, we're uh, we're getting emotions. better on our uh, on our pro picks. I think if the three and one added uh, last week's, now we're what twenty eight, twenty four and two on the season. So we're getting a little bit more above five hundred. So thank yeah. God because uh, we need started off a little so, slow. But so you, you took Pittsburgh. Yeah, they took care of business. They finally had 400 yards of offense. Oh my god! But they 16 did it. points. What is with this team? I mean, God. Again, they can't. They can't cap. They couldn't capitalize on the red zone. They yeah. well, they wanted to not kick field goals, which is understandable. But yeah. I think in hindsight, that's going to happen. You're going to have weeks where you don't put the ball in the end zone. But the fact that they had they had moved the ball up and down the field better than they had all year, I think it's definitely a right a, a step in the right direction. It was a dead kitten <laughs> bounce. We talked about a dead kitten bounce. You didn't want to. You didn't want to call me. You thought that was. <laughs> 
bad, but yeah, a dead Canada bounce. If you dead will. Canada bounce. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But they, uh, but no, they they look pretty good as long as the defense stays healthy. I think this team could definitely make the playoffs. So yeah. and oh, the yeah. Browns, unfortunately, are going in the wrong direction. Right. So you got the Colts. The uh, Colts were two and a half point favorites. This was interesting. Uh, Baker got hurt in this game, so it was. I had the. I think I. I had the over. It did cash, but it was like this game was sailing over right away. Like 14-7, first quarter. I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. And then uh, Baker got banged up, and the game just kind of stalemated. It did They did, did get there. 27-20 was the win, and I think it was 44.5 was the total. But uh, and Mike Baker did hit Mike Evans for me, you know, for the fantasy team. But, you know, the Colts got the win. Hey, the Colts are right on the verge of the playoffs, dude. I mean, I, this team has been sneaky. Yeah, they're frisky, which I'm telling you, they're frisky. But they're also, uh, I think I've come to realize the AFC South is the quarterback quarterback division of the future, if you think about it. Like, okay. you have Anthony Richardson there. You have sure. C.J. Stroud at Houston. You yeah. have, obviously, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence in Jacksonville, you know. So, Will Levis? Like, you have Will Levis Yeah, the gun show in Tennessee. How could you forget? I think they're going to have a new coach after this year. So, yeah. we'll definitely we'll definitely see how that goes. But, no, I think, that's, I think things are looking – very bright in the AFC South. There so. you go, buy low. And then we yeah, mentioned the, <laughs> we mentioned the Bears game, uh, three and a half point dogs at Minnesota. And I should say, and look, Dobbs has been a great story, and I do like uh, Josh Dobbs, no, but not. man, he he had a rough day. Twelve uh, ten, they they didn't even score a touchdown in this game, but they did didn't get the to. win. Didn't need to, because Dobbs and company. I thought what, and I've been. Seeing this in the metrics, you see this sometimes on, on paper before you see it on the field. The Bears' defense is playing salty, man. I mean, they're playing pretty good. And they the played like really this well game. on this game. They really stopped up this defense or the offense. And although they, you know, Dobbs got them for a touchdown 10 to 9, but they couldn't hold, they couldn't hold them back. The, the mighty Bears got a field goal range and, and got it done for the, for the fourth field goal in the winter. Yep. Field goal to death, you know? So they, <laughs> they finally cashed in. Uh, Justin Fields didn't look terrible, so that's no. kind of good. He still, I mean, he struggled with a couple fumbles. He still so. misses, like, wide-open dudes. Like, there was a play where he, he rolled to his left. He did very Fields-like things. He was amazing. He's so athletic. Gets outside the pocket. Just hit him. Mooney is right there, and he just sailed it. And Mooney got destroyed in the back of his yeah. shoulders. But, look, if he makes off-script plays, it just sometimes he doesn't make the throw, like... You know, right off the the first read, he's better at you know when he's scrambling around. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, but like to your point though, the defense is looking good. They're definitely coaching for their jobs, and at least yeah. that's it seems to have added some urgency to them. So yeah, and I mean they, it looks they like they have the first pick locked up with Carolina anyway. So you know, win away and get the fourth or fifth pick. Yeah. So well, I didn't get to complete this too well, so I want to fill this in for our preview for Week 13. I know Lane Johnson's been banged up for Philadelphia. He left the game against the Bills, and it showed. I think Fletcher Cox may miss the game here for Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. He'd be a big loss. So what's up with Jonathan Taylor? Is he out for the season with a hand surgery? What's the deal? No, he's out for – I just said that he's out this week. Uh, Trey or yeah, Trey Sermon, I think, got signed. Trey Sermon. Off the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trey Sermon. Yeah, Trey Sermon, listen to me. Uh, Trey Sermon got signed, so they're expecting him to be the backup to Zach Moss. Um, Keenan Allen was questionable that I know of, oh, yeah, I so that. I don't know if he practiced today or not. Um, but, yeah, he was questionable going into the day. And then, obviously, uh, Justin Jefferson got reactivated off the IR. They they're expect him back after mm-hmm. the bye week. 
um, just for yeah. people that are stashing him on IR. What about ba- what about Taylor Zappi starting for uh, Taylor? Yeah, right? Bailey. Ba- ba- <laughs> Bailey Zappi. What the hell is his name? He's been taking all of the fur. Everything that I've read on Twitter, he's been. Or excuse me, I keep saying Twitter. X. Forgive X. me. X. See, you're converting. On X is that, uh, you know, he he's that Bailey Zappi has taken Bailey all Zappi, of the yeah. first start or first reps, first first team reps in practice, and that Mac Jones is running the practice squad. So or the scout team, if you will. So. Uh, yeah, all signs are pointing to Bailey Zappi, but you know who cares? They're trash. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're awful. So. We, we talked about uh, Baker being a little banged up. Godman's a little banged up for the Bucks against the Panthers. Uh, who else? The Browns. They signed Joe Flacco. Oh yeah, Joe Flacco's going to play because DTR has now officially been ruled out. So the Joe Flacco era has officially begun in Cleveland. How does he Get feel excited. playing for Cleveland? I mean, he was playing for the Ravens for so many years. I mean, come on. I think he's number 16, too. I think that's the number he took in Cleveland. So nice. Get excited. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of injuries. Denzel the... Ward was also ruled out for the Browns. Okay. The Packers have some injuries. Aaron Jones, who knows if that guy's ever going to play. What a terrible fantasy pick by me. Um, Reed's hurt, a little banged up. They've got a lot of guys hurt on that team, but Love's been playing pretty good. And then I think that's all I've got. Yeah, that's kind of your major ones. Um, yeah, so we obviously, last night's game, we didn't get to talk about it. The Cowboys did win the game. It was it 41-35, so they didn't cover the closing number of nine. 47 and a half, that was a easy over. I don't know what happened in this game. The, the Dallas defense could not cover Metcalf. That guy just dominated him. And more importantly, I mean, this is sad. One of my one of my teams, I'm probably going to make the playoffs, but I've got a quarterback issue. I did have Geno Smith in there. I'm like, everybody's like, oh, he's terrible against man-to-man coverage, blah, blah, blah. I dropped him for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, nice. he went for 30. That's a good team of the year. That's team of the year right there. Going right to the shed on that one, but uh, six and six. Man-to-man coverage. He has he has two of the best man-beating wide receivers in the league. They're literally top fifteen between DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like it's not even Tyler Lockett anymore. I know, but have you seen it? Most of the time against man coverage, he does not do very well. But apparently, Uh, one game he did well. Yeah, you're getting some bad info. I don't know who told you. Yeah. So good for good for Dallas to keep winning. No shock there. Um, No. You know, we'll see what happens. Yes. I do have them winning their division, even though they're two games back, but just watch. I Let's, bought in at Seattle last night when they were down 17-7. I got them at plus 800, and I felt really good at halftime that they were. Also, I was tra- I caught on, so I thought this was very interesting. Before okay. the game, you noticed that the NFL had flexed. Um, they'd flexed the Chiefs and Patriots game in replacement for the Seahawks and it was another playoff. Oh, Eagles, maybe? I think it was Eagles. Eagles okay. and Seahawks got flexed. So I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Why would the NFL now flex this team? So I figured, if anything, Seattle's going to have to be in playoff contention. So it seemed like yeah. if you're if you're part of the, if you're part of the script crowd, you know, like I'm kind of on the fence with the script crowd myself. But, but there's there's still there's six and six. We'll talk about the NFC playoff picture at some point. But there's not that many good teams in the NFC. We've discussed this many times. They're they're six and six. They're okay. They're going to be in the playoff mix because they should have won last night. I'm still salty. I I had a nice money line bet and it lo- it was, everything was lined up really well and. Epic Dalton rant here. Well, you got to hear this. This is incredible. Seahawks, man! God damn it! They <laughs> had that game. Oh, they score up eight and they miss that fucking field goal. They should have been up eleven. Myers <laughs> misses a forty-one yard field goal because of a delay of game call in the sixth quarter. <laughs> 
regular scheduled programming, though. You know, I'm just I'm still driving this whole truck wagon. So Here, here's the here's the thing we didn't talk about, which which so as people should know on the podcast, I, you know, sometimes I get up a little late in the morning. You know, maybe I'm in a conference, maybe I had a couple extra drinks. I don't know, and then all of a sudden I get a text from my esteemed co-host. <laughs> He's trying to sell me on some MVP, you know, that I don't agree with. So then I get all mad and I start texting back. You have not once mentioned Dak Prescott, who is kicking ass right now. No. But I know you can't you can't go there. But you're trying to sell me Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott? Yeah. Come yeah, on! Absolutely. Well, everybody expects the Cowboys to be good. That's why. There's no storyline behind that. Like Everybody expects every year the Dallas Cowboys to be good. They, they never talk about Dak as MVP, so. though. Well, no, it's because he's not very good. That's the thing. Not very he's, good? <laughs> How many interceptions did he have yesterday? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Zero? probably. Yeah, unfortunately. He's like he could have had two, honestly. And if you oh, actually watched boy. the game, he threw, two, he threw two passes right to the defense. He just didn't catch them. <laughs> All I know is dude has been he, – he didn't throw. He had three more He had three more touchdowns. He's averaging yeah, like 300 yards and three touchdowns a game for the last like six games since they lost yeah. to San Francisco. He's playing great. Just talk to me in January when it matters. That's all. I, I'm just. I'll, I'm talking I'm on about a DAC, the MVP. It's until, a regular until, season award. Again. Well, I'm a Dak hater until proven otherwise. All I gotta say is, do not send yeah. me texts about Russell Wilson unless it involves Ciara. Happy birthday, Ciara! It was your 35th birthday yesterday, by the way. All right, let's get to the games. That's what people are here for. Uh, Atlanta at the Jets. Uh, I don't know if these numbers are current, so I better pull this up. We've got the. I think Atlanta's a three-point favorite. Is that right? Yeah. They're, no, they're down to a two-point favorite against the Jets. The total is 33.5 is what I'm showing. Uh, interesting money's going on the Jets here. You know, I, I like the Falcons in this one. Um, it, it was it went all the way up to three from one and a half. Now it's stabilized back to two. Look, I like the Jets on this season. You know this. I was a big Jets guy, and I was actually a big Atlanta guy. I just think that Atlanta's going to run the ball on this team. The Jets are their defensive line isn't that good against the run, and I don't know who's starting for. We we still got Tim Boyle back there. Who's starting for the yeah. Jets? I mean, oh, yeah. it's two points. Back. It's pretty short. It's not great. They're not a great covering team this year, Atlanta. But I'll take Atlanta plus the two, which is what we we'll have to update here. Shocking. I'm sorry, Atlanta minus the two. Minus the two, my bad. Minus the two, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I like the Jets this week to win outright. I, I think what? they have to win. They have to win to keep Aaron Rodgers around, or at least engaged, in my opinion. I think yes. him coming. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I really do. I think it's gonna add morale, something. I don't know. They're they're gonna start throwing everything out of the playbook, and I don't think the I don't think the Falcons are that much better than the Jets. I really okay. like. If you were to put both these rosters together, you would you would take probably five players off of the offense of the Falcons and then have the Jets defense. And that would be it. Like the Jets, I think have a better roster top to bottom from that standpoint. So they're at home. They, you know, they didn't look very good on Friday, obviously. So it is tough. Obviously Tim Boyle is not Zach Wilson. Otherwise he'd been playing a hell of a lot sooner than what he did. So, sure. but I, I think they got to find a way. I really do. I think that I, maybe Brees Hall has a game. Maybe Garrett Wilson shows up. I have no, I, I have no damn idea. I really don't. But just something in my loins tells me the Jets have to show up and win this game. They got to win two of the next three to even have a chance to have Aaron Rodgers come back. And I think that's what the whole season is built around is having that man play. So the NFL wants it. They've already had Swifties. Now they want Rodgers. You know, I don't see why the Jets don't win. Because they stink. That's why. Yeah, they want. <laughs> There's a lot of teams that stink at this thing and win on a weekly basis, Mike. It's okay. not a very good explanation. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Well, agree to disagree. We'll mark it up. I, I haven't updated all my picks here. I'm trying, but um, we'll mark that as a difference game, which is, you know, our favorite, our favorite kind. Uh, okay. So let's go to the, how about the Chargers against New England? Yeah, wow. This is a terrible game. And you've got the Chargers are now, I just updated the marketplace. Let's see. It's, they are five point favorites on the road. And it's I've got five and a half on my end. Five and a half. All right, we'll mark it five and yeah. a half. Don't worry, I'm not picking this one anyway. And I've got <laughs> a, four, a total of 40. Now, look, <sighs> the Chargers, man, this team, they can't, they stink, man. So did the, this is the worst game they've ever, I mean, look, I know these teams have to play each other. I'm glad it's in the early window. It's not on prime time, so I have to watch it. I can't watch either <laughs> of these teams. Look, I love Justin Herbert. He's the guy. They couldn't cover. They had the cover against Baltimore, too. They just fucking flopped it at the end of the game. I mean, you don't want to cover. You just want to lose really badly. Okay, there you go. And New England, please. This team, they couldn't even beat the – your Tommy DeVito Giants beat this team last week. So, gosh, I don't know if I could make this line accurately. I think what I would say is in my numbers, it's supposed to be minus three chargers. But I can't back them at any number ever in my life for the rest of my life until until Staley's gone. So. Yeah, not even plus a hundred. Uh, plus hundred. Don't even yeah. don't even come to me, Chargers. <laughs> oh man, no, I'm with you. I hate this game. I hate I, I hate everything about it. The only thing I do like is the Blues. There's gonna be a good mashup of Blues. Oh, the there's Blues, huh? Weekend. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, but uh, no, I God, I I want to take the Chargers, but I I don't have enough Pepto Bismol in this house to be able to take the Chargers. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's tough. I I think probably the, the Chargers aren't necessarily the healthier team coming into this. They've struggled with the run. I don't know is Bosa playing or not. Bosa had that foot injury. So. He's been questionable ever since. And they yeah. without Bosa, they're awful against the run. So right. Ramondre Stevens has been playing pretty well the last couple of weeks. Um, I guess if you had to put a gun to my head, I actually probably would take the Patriots. I'd take the five and a half. They probably won't win. They may win. I don't know. The Chargers are two and four. It's at home too many points for the, the Chargers to so. lay on the road, so it's not a bad to take that side. It's just yeah, you know. cross country one o'clock. I mean, they're two and three on the road this season. It's hard to take the Chargers, but the Patriots are one and five at home, so it's it's just this is man. It's a classic hold your nose game. And, yeah, indigestion and constipation had a football game. This would definitely be it. So. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get to the next one. Another great one. So this one is important in the NFC playoff picture. Detroit, Detroit goes to New Orleans. Detroit now is a four and a half point favorite on the road, 46 and a half point total. Detroit has been struggling the last couple weeks. So initially I was all over New Orleans at four and a half, even though, you know, I don't like this team, especially with Derek Carr. But dude, I heard that they're not going to have any receivers. Chris Olave's, we forgot to mention Olave's hurt, Shahid, and Michael Thomas is already on IR. So, can can Elvin Kamara beat him on his own and Taysom Hill beat Detroit on their own? What's that? A.T. Perry. A.T. Perry. Okay. I just – I think the number's too big. Uh, that's what my initial take was. I have it at minus two. Um, in fact, actually, is Detroit – no, New Orleans is at home. I got New Orleans. I mean, they should. this should be at least an even game. But, I mean, Derek Carr, God. Ugh. So it's it's New Orleans or pass for me. It's New Orleans or pass because you know we're supposed to make picks on this this podcast. But it's New Orleans or pass. It just it was in my top five, and I heard all the injuries. I have definitely pulled way back on this game. So I can understand if you want to take Detroit. 
No, I I mean I don't even know necessarily the Saints. I don't even I, I honestly have come to the conclusion I don't think Derek Carr is the problem for the Saints. I think Dennis Allen is the problem for okay. the Saints. Fair. Uh, and the reason I like I've come to the deduction that like every defensive head coach is struggling around this league, whether it's Sean McDermott or Dennis Allen. I, I mean, hell, what the only successful one right now is what Mike Tomlin maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's that's arguably so because I mean they've been underwhelming to begin with, but. Uh, God, I like the Saints this week. I really because they have to win. They, they have, have to win. win. If they're if they don't win this game, they're done. Like they're going to be done because Atlanta's Atlanta's schedule from here on out is a little bit easier than New Orleans is, yeah. even though they're both bad schedules. But right. yeah, I mean, if with this roster, if they don't win a division and make the playoffs, they have to can everybody. I mean, everybody's going to lose their job. Yeah. I mean, the only people are going to remain are Derek Carr and the, and the rest of the players. But right. yeah, no, I like the Saints and, and the, the the Detroit defense has been suspect to say the least mm-hmm. i think they're you know maybe average at best but uh yeah no, i think camara can take over at perry is going to be a household name by the end of the weekend he's right. uh he's a 6-3 wide receiver i don't know if you remember him but he was the one that caught that touchdown pass that Jameis winston threw like across oh, the yeah. field against minnesota yeah. a couple weeks ago yeah that's 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 at perry for you so the big boy that guy sure you're looking for a, a pickup in your fantasy leagues out there it's definitely a name to target all right what about Arizona at Pittsburgh? This number's shooting up. It's six and a half now, forty-one and a half point total. This game opened at two and a half. Uh, what I had, or I guess it says three in there. The contest line is five and a half, so it is one of my top five to, to roll with the Steelers. I know you've been all on the, you know, the the Kyler Murray re- revenge tour, but. My take is that they don't have a lot of wide receivers. They do have Connor, which I guess, you know, theoretically a revenge game spot. But with the Steelers, they don't score a lot of points, as we've discussed, but they did move the ball last week. I think this week is their breakout week for points. I think they'll actually score over 25 points this week, first time all season probably. So I'm on the Steelers minus five and a half. No, that's fair. I'm looking at the the Cardinals schedule here, like the results, and it seems that the the teams that really, I mean, obviously the, every team is giving the Cardinals <laughs> trouble this year, but like the teams that really take advantage of the Cardinals are actually teams that, that do well throwing the ball. And I think Pittsburgh is one of those run first teams, sure, so sure. I think this is going to be a little bit uglier of a game. Sure, Pittsburgh might win, but I think I would take Arizona to cover here. Okay. Um, Arizona or Pittsburgh has trouble with the mobile has trouble with mobile quarterbacks as well. Um, obviously, they play Lamar Jackson, you know, twice mm-hmm. a year, but um, I think I think that's going to give them a little bit of trouble. I, <laughs> I'm riding out Kyler at this point. I might as well. So yeah, I think they're, well. I think he's still going to be a little undervalued um, at that number. So I like I like the number more than anything, and that's what I'll probably go with. Okay. Yeah, six and a half is a big number now, but yeah, it's a huge coaching mismatch though. So if you yeah. really want to ride the Pittsburgh train this week, that is probably <laughs> a good one to get on. All right, so Indy is going to Tennessee. Uh, this is whatever. I mean, Indy's still in the in the playoff hunt, so they need to win the game. They're one point favorite on the road, forty two and a half point total. Uh, I mean, I, I hate being like you. I'm like flipping to you. I'm like, hey, let's let's back the uh, the favorites here. I don't think Indy's defense is very good, but Will Levis is just kind of eh right now. So I'm happy to to pass on this game altogether. But I suppose if I took a side, I'd probably take Indy this week. See, I think this is the week to back Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Been, well, because they've been down. I mean, they're four. If you look at them, they're four and one at home this season. So they That's they do true. play well. At, they do play well at home. That's the one thing they do have going for them. Uh, they played at 
Indianapolis, I think, like in week four, they lost by six or seven. I think it was like 23-16 or 22-16, something like that. Um, so they do play Indy tough. Um, I think they're, they'll are they be able to control the line of scrimmage a little bit better than most teams. Um, they're going to run the ball against Indy quite a bit, obviously. And I think maybe Will Levis is going to make just enough throws. Okay. Um, I don't know if they'll win. I think it was – no, it wasn't one point. I think I did have Tennessee outright. I think it was like 20 – was it 21-20? I think I had them in the Cooper metrics. So – uh, I like Tennessee this week. I like the, the fighting Vrabels. I mean, anytime they're an underdog is always a good time. I to mean, I love Vrabel. You know I love that. But, I mean, they beat the Panthers. They lost three in a row before that. They were on the road, to your point. And then uh, – Yeah, three straight on the road. That's tough for any NFL team, yeah. whether, whether well, you're good or bad. I mean, I don't care they if you beat got the Falcons at home. any roster. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they're better at home. I mean, it's been a so, while. but uh, All their homes, all their wins this year have come at home. Yeah, so. well, they only have four of them, so it's, it's easy to count. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good for you. You can count. Well, they beat the Falcons. You're right, they beat the Falcons at home. Well, we'll see. Uh, okay, different spot there. I, I hate backing favorites up and down the, the board here, but that's what happens sometimes. Are you feeling okay over there? I'm feeling fine. I'm wearing my uh, crafts jacket, you know. All right, so <laughs> Miami at Washington. Uh, Miami's all the way up to 9.5-point favorite. 50 points is the total. Um, or I guess 49.5. Contest is 9.5 too. Uh, it's a lot of points, but I think this is you know another another thing where Washington, I, I'm not saying they've given up on their season. That's not what I'm saying. But they definitely aren't going to make the playoffs, and I think Riverboat Ron is just doing nothing on the sidelines. So I'm going to back, back Miami, and they're actually in my top five this week. Yeah, no. My favorite stat of the week is: uh, Do you know who leads the league in touchdowns outside of the outside of the red zone? Outside of the red zone? Yeah. Do you know what team in the NFL leads? The Let league me guess: in the Washington Commanders. No, oh. that is incorrect. <laughs> that is incorrect. Actually, Miami has scored the most touchdowns this year outside of the red zone. Sure. They have 15 of them. Now, Long on players. the other side of that, do you know what defense has allowed the most touchdowns outside of the red zone this year? Is this a trick question? Is it Washington? Oh, it is Washington. See, this is why you're my. This is see, this is why this works. So you're just so quick to pick up on things. Yeah. You can finish yeah. Each other's. Nope. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Are you waiting for the ambulance but, uh, again? But uh, but no, I, I'm I'm with Miami this week. I think this is going to be a big a big week for them. Uh, they obviously can kind of control their own destiny. They're fighting for a one seed, amazingly, and. Uh, I think we've we, I've mentioned this a couple weeks in the past. Like getting the one seed for this team would be a huge, huge step for them to make a Super Bowl run that Tyreek was talking about earlier this week. So uh, I like I like Miami here. They uh, it sucks they lost Jalen Phillips, man. That yeah. sucks so much. It uh, God, I, I'd give him my Achilles if I could. Honestly, I, I would take the six months or whatever how long it takes. Sure. Because uh, I, I think he was crucial to them being able to maybe get to the Super Bowl and actually yeah. make a Super Bowl because. He's one of those freak athletes that can rush the quarterback, and I mean, you see it when he's healthy. He he does he makes a difference. He you makes it happen, yeah, for sure. So, uh, but no, I like the Dolphins this week. I, I think they match up well. Jeff Wilson might be having a little revenge game here. I don't know what kind of revenge he's going to have, but he's been kind of he's been getting healthier the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, A Chain is out, and I I think if anything, they're going to buy rest of Raheem. I think he might have been on the injury report in practice. Not only is that crazy, but he, he ran too um, much last week. Against the yeah, Jets. they gotta keep the trial of tires, man. He's you know he's an eight year vet, so right. no, I like the Dolphins this week. Fins up. Okay, fins fins up. Okay, let's go with this one. I have to update the one. Uh, 
So Denver's at Houston. It's down to a three-point three point favorite now. It's been three and a half a lot of the week. And then the total is 47, and or it's 47 even now. Oh, man, it's tough. You know I love my, my, Houston, my Houston Texans. I've been backing them all year. I do have this game much higher than, th- than three and a half or three, so I would obviously like to back Houston. But, um, God, man, Denver pisses me off. That team, like, they just get a bunch of turnovers, and then they win the game. You know, even last week, it wasn't outright against the Cleveland team. Of course, when DTR left the game, it was a different game. But, uh, I don't know. Three is a perfect number for the game, realistically. So, if I had to take it, I'd probably take Houston here with the three. The contest line is three and a half, though. Is that right? It's three and a half. So it's going to have to be Denver pass on the contest uh, action if you're listening. So what do you think about this game? I like Houston. The reason mm-hmm. I like Houston, uh, Devin Singletary has been playing really well. Yes. Damian Pierce is getting uh, Damian Pierce is getting healthy again, and Denver has the worst rush defense in the league. So yep. um, I think this is this might be a week where they don't have to rely on Stroud to literally do everything. That maybe they could have a nice balance. I think. Um, that's going to help them, again, play against this defense that's been, quote-unquote, turnover-prone, in your words. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, you just got to be able to be in the right position. Defense is all about passion and intensity and putting yourself in the right spot. That's just right. my personal opinion. So, um, but, no, I think, I, like I said, I think this is the week to get off the Denver train. I think this is the week that Houston wins. I think they win probably by 10. I think they make a I statement. So. Um, I, well, they kind of need to after they just got beat by Jacksonville. they gotta They got to keep going. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryan's going to push the right buttons, and I, I think it's going to be a, a run first. Like I said, I think it's going to be the week that you see the run first option as opposed to C.J. Stroud putting on his cape to win the game. Well, so. I mean, if Houston loses the game, it's it's a I mean, this is a direct competition for that last spot in the AFC. So yeah. they lose the game, Denver actually flips them. Denver's right there in their heels. And is they this a loser leaves town game? Uh, not yet, not yet. I mean, that's Can't a couple wait. weeks, but. But, I mean, it will go a long way because the head-to-head matchup will probably matter in the tie break later on. So, I mean, if they do play each other. So, we'll yeah. see. I, I don't I, – look, all my metrics, they take Houston, but they also say to, to pull me to take Houston against the Jags, too. So, what do you know? How about the late, yeah, late games, Carolina at Tampa. This is the dead cat bounce game, right? It's a five-and-a-half-point uh, spread. For Tampa at home, and it's a let's take the total, 36 and a half, really low total. Um, look, it's it's Carolina or pass here, baby. I, I know it's not just a dead cat bounce thing. I've been saying this for weeks with this stupid ass team. They they are not that good of a football team in Carolina, but Tampa has been trending the wrong way. And um, five and a half divisional game, it's too much, dude. I mean, I know that you've got your metric. I think it was more like seven, but so Carolina or pass, I don't have it in my top five, and I may have to swallow the pill. And we got to take some dogs this week. No, I love Carolina this week. It's actually my pick of the week. I love, I love Carolina. I like the, yeah, pick of the week. I like the, the like you said, you touched on earlier, the Buccaneers defense is definitely trending in the wrong direction. They've, uh, if you look at metric wise, they're giving up more passing yards than like every other defense in the league except for one. So right. um, it's just yeah, they're going in the wrong direction. They've got injuries. Um, obviously, that's never fun to overcome for any team in the league. But, no, I think, to your point, I think they're going to get back to running the ball. Chuba Hubbard has been kind of a player the last couple of weeks for the, for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and then they got to get some sort of balance. I feel like that Bryce is just back to running for his life every week, it seems like. And I think yeah. to get a little bit of balance will help him. But 
uh, yeah, just it's this week. Carolina has to win. If they don't win this week, they won't win the rest of the year, in my opinion. Yep. So it's now or never. You know, I don't, I don't know if necessarily because I think if Frank Wright were even there, I still think I would take Carolina here. I just, <laughs> I like the matchup. Plus one ninety five money line, sir. Might want to put that sprinkle that in. Oh, a little sprinkle. Okay. Sprinkle. By the way, I'm looking at your picks. You might need to update those picks if it's your pick of the week. By the way, um, San Francisco at Philly. Yeah. Big revenge game from the NFC title game from earlier this year in January. Uh, Three-point favorite for San Francisco on the road. The total is now, let's see, 47, 48. It's up to 48 now. Okay, well, look, it's not even metrics. It's it, This is – everything points to this, which is scaring me, uh, even though the money is not that way. By the way, I haven't checked the money today. But earlier in the week, money was still coming in. You know, about split on this game between Eagles and San Francisco, but I don't see how the Eagles win this football game. I just don't see it. They, they've been running. They got lucky against the Chiefs. They pulled one out of the hat last week. A couple weeks against the Cowboys, they shouldn't have won. This is the game they lose. They got to lose a game. This is the one they lose. Three points. You know, it's right on that kind of cover number, maybe you know, a push number. But I think San Francisco is going to lay the wood to him, to be honest with you. And I, and I don't really like Brock Purdy. I don't like San Francisco necessarily. But this is the week. They got everything on, on going for them in terms of the trends. And they're the better football team. So San Francisco minus three. Book it. Yeah, and Seattle lost last night, which will help them gain another game in the division as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on this one. I think San Fran goes. I think it's really weird. Somebody else knows something that we don't, though, because yes. the fact that San Fran is three-point road favorites going into Philly. Yeah. Philly is the team that's 10-1. I don't understand. I, know. I still I still couldn't get this line even when it came out Monday. Uh, but, no, I just I, – and I think Lane Johnson being hurt is going to be a big difference in the game. You know, the, the Fletcher Cox. Flex, Fletcher Cox is out. Or, yeah, him too. I mean, yeah. the, but just from the offensive standpoint, yeah. though, the – the 49ers, you know, defensive line since they added Chase Young has been much better. Um, you know, their average pass rate, pass win rate has gone up, I think, 12%, which is the biggest jump in four weeks. Um, so just I, I think to your point, you know, they're going to control the line of scrimmage. That doesn't happen very often against Philly. And I, I think San Fran, they got <laughs> revenge is on their side, right? So we're hoping this matchup happens again maybe at the end of January. Yeah. And they can but beat yeah, them then. I think they just – I think that no team needs that first – you know, first round by more than the Eagles. So hopefully they can maintain that one seed because, I mean, Hurt, Hurts is literally playing Hurt, and you can see that the defense is just not holding up. They just need some fresh freshness in the legs, especially in the secondary. So, um, all right, well, we're both on San Francisco. That means the Eagles will win. So there you go. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how about Cleveland at the Rams? Uh, this this junket for Cleveland's a little tough for them. Stay on the road. I don't know if they. Do you know if they stayed out out west? They did. Okay, that they did. that helps. But you know, Joe Flacco had to be flown in from wherever he was. Maybe he was in Delaware or on the shore or something. But the Rams are four point favorites at home. Forty and a half point total now. You know, the spread has gone all the way to the Rams here, which I understand, but not to that extent. I you know, I don't know what to expect with Flacco. I think Flacco's a capable Elite. quarterback, but he's a statue back there. So. If I were to make this game, I still make I mean, I'm making a much shorter favor for Cleveland. So the value is with Cleveland, but I don't know if I can back them this time. Four is a good number in the contest. It's it's three and a half. So yeah, Miles Garrett felt a pop in his shoulder. Too, yeah, now is he so. playing? Oh, we didn't put that in there. Uh, let me check. Yeah, he is a huge. You know, they'd be they'd have none of their top three players playing anymore. 
but I don't know. It's it's a tough game for me to back the Rams, but I understand why they you know why they're favored. Uh, it still says uncertain. It yeah. says questionable. So I mostly probably won't know for until probably Sunday morning, honestly. Uh, but I like I, to your point. I like the Browns here. I think it's a lot mm-hmm. of value there. I uh, I don't know. The defense is much better on one side of the ball with Cleveland. Obviously, yeah. Cleveland's a much better defense. Uh, I assume it's going to be pretty close to another home game with Cleveland playing in LA. Even you know Cleveland loves the Browns, so I don't know how well they're going to travel, but I assume it's going to be 50-50. It's um, so I think Joe Flacco can get her done. You know Joe yeah. Flacco's still elite. You know he's always been elite. Some mm-hmm. people won't admit that, but uh, you know I think he he played pretty well last year in in return for the Jets. He I mean he. He made the Jets a winning team, for Christ's sake. We see how tough that is now. So, hell, even Aaron Rodgers couldn't even survive doing that right now. So, That's true. Um, I think Joe Flacco will fit their system. I mean, they want to run the ball first anyway. So, basically, it comes down to play action and don't turn the ball over. So, right. um, you know, I'm sure Amari Cooper's really happy about Joe Flacco being in the building. So, sure. I think he could have a big day. They're probably going to pound the rock. And I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But I, I would take Cleveland. You know, you're yeah. two, four, four points, I think, is is a couple too many. Yeah, four points and a forty and a half point total. That's that's really good value there. I mean, it just is. So, it it screams to take Cleveland. It just you know I wanted that last year or last week for Cleveland and Denver, but it didn't happen. Um, okay, so Sunday night football, you got the Chiefs at the Packers. Uh, Chiefs are six point favorites on the road. Forty two and a half point total. Is that right? Yeah. So, hmm, when this first came out, it was all over Green Bay, but these injuries, the same kind of situation as the New Orleans game. I really got to back off that, and the Chiefs, maybe they've turned a corner. I'm not sure. We'll see. They know the defense has played well. Last week they played, you know, early they didn't play well and played good late. So I can understand. I can see, you know, a little preview that you like the Chiefs. I can understand that. That makes sense now. I'm just, I'm still going to back off the game because I, I don't love six points for the Chiefs anymore. They're not a team that covers numbers very easily. So, I mean, Packers defense isn't that bad. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm just going to pass the game. Chiefs are pass, I guess I'll say. It's the best quarterback in the league. They have no one to catch the ball. He's playing against Jordan Love. <laughs> Jordan Love has played well. you got to admit, he's played well the last three weeks. Yeah, well enough to make him relevant, but not well enough to beat Patrick Mahomes. I didn't say he's going to beat him. It's just a six point. It's six points, dude. That's a full touchdown almost, right? <clears throat> That's fair, but I just I don't see I don't know I don't I don't see how the Packers are going to score more than 14 points in this game. To be honest, okay. with you. I think I think the Chiefs do dominate. I think they take over. Um, then they flex. This is the best defense that Kansas City has had in God knows how long. So I think they're going to take the game over. There's going to the Packers are going to be one dimensional without uh, Aaron Jones if he's questionable. Even if he is out there, he's obviously not 100 percent healthy. I think they're going to be too one dimensional to play against a good defense such as the Chiefs. Right. Uh, that's really going to hinder them. So I like the Chiefs here. I like them to cover 10 or more. You can tease it all the way up. Oh, yeah. look at this guy. All yeah. line up. I think this is going to be – I think it's going to get ugly on Sunday night. Okay. So Andy Reid, you know, a big coaching mismatch in my opinion too between Matt LaFour and Andy Reid. So, yeah, no, I like the Chiefs here. If you're okay. going to give me the best quarterback and you're going to only, only make me give you six points, I, I'll take it. Okay. Hey, I can see it in your top four. It's great. Uh, Monday Night Football, this would have been a great matchup, but now it isn't. Uh, Bengals at the Jags. Uh, Jags are now eight and a half, or is it more? The Jags are a healthy favorite in this one. Yeah, what I got? Yeah, they're eight and a half still in the market. 39 and a half point total, really low total. 
Um, so, yeah, totally understand. Jags are a better football team. Cincinnati's beat up. Browning's not going to get it done. Uh, boy, that's a big total, though, man. Air, AJ big, McCarron? Big... AJ McCarron? No, it's definitely, it's definitely probably Browning. But they did sign AJ McCarron. Oh, wow. Uh, we resurrected from the scrap heap. Uh, look. Hope, no, he came from the XFL. Come on, man. The that's... Battle Hawks. He was a Battle Hawks. So what? I don't even know where the Battle Hawks are, to be honest with you. They're in the XFL. They play in St. Louis. Okay, St. Louis. That's Got it. Look, the yeah. Jags are going to win the game. Eight and a half. That's a lot to lay. Right. Uh, total 39. They're finally starting to get wise to those totals on primetime, by the way, except for last night where most of those totals go under. But, yeah, it's it's Jags are pass. But, God, that's a lot of points. I'm not going to pick it in my top five. But Jags are going to win, keeping my hope of having the most wins in the NFL alive. Or the, yeah, NFL or AFC? NFL. I would take the under. That's like, that's what I play I like. I don't think the Bengals are going to score more than 14 points either. Right. They're going to have a hard time. Uh, I think Jacksonville's deep. Josh Allen's going to – I think he's going to have probably a sack or two. He's going to probably live in the backfield. The other Josh uh, Allen? And Jacksonville can run the football, whether whether people want to admit it or not. So yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people <clears> – <throat> excuse me. A lot of people I see on X are uh, saying the Jaguars are one-dimensional. Yeah, and oh. I, just, I don't see it. Travis Etienne is – He's great. It's fantastic. So, he's a little banged up, though. Um, he's got a little rib injury. He'll probably play, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think, honestly, I don't know if they'll even need him, but I, I went with you, Jacksonville. Ham rum, or just don't even worry about taking it. Just leave it at home. Yeah, so, I don't you, think you're going to get any, I mean, you're obviously going to get value with the Bengals, but you're going to need a meteor to hit Jacksonville for the Bengals to win. So This is a good internal tease game. Tease the game down to two and a half, and tease it up to 45 for the under. And you'll, you'll win your bet. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. Well, let's talk about my top five, which is pretty nebulous, as you can see, Coop. Uh, I do like San Francisco minus three, rock solid. I like Pittsburgh minus five and a half, rock solid. I do like Miami minus nine and a half. Gets a little softer with Atlanta minus the two. And then I don't know about my fifth pick. So I'm either going to go with Cleveland plus three and a half, Carolina plus five and a half, or maybe I'll get talked into KC minus six. We'll see. Leave it up to action on that fifth pick. Uh, go over your top four, which are pretty similar, it looks like. Oh, yeah, for the Beaver Nation. Uh, we've got San Fran. We're taking them at minus three. Yep. They're traveling up to Philly, obviously. Uh, Carolina, Cooper pick of the week. Coop's pick of the week. Lock, take it to the bank. <laughs> take it to, take the, it bank. to the bank. How have those locks been doing so far this year, by the way? We've been tracking um, those? I know we've won at least two. I think we might be two and two on our locks. Okay, that's Maybe fine. three and one. I'll have to review. I'll have to go back and look. Put the 401k check in there. Yeah, I'll have the stats department check into that. But, uh, no, we're going to ride with, with Carolina. Uh, we're taking KC at minus six, and then we're, we're going to ride with Fitz minus nine and a half. I think, they, like I said, the game's going to get ugly. Yeah, Mike McDaniel's probably going to have some viral video afterwards or some great press conference. We're all going to enjoy it. And uh, we're going to look forward to the Cowboys and Dolphins on Christmas Eve, hopefully. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, uh, so <laughs> when do you come back from you're – in, you're in Dayton? Uh, yeah, I'll be back Sunday, hopefully Sunday morning. So okay. if we're going to watch football Sunday afternoon, let me know where we're going. Yeah, I'm going to see a Christmas carol. I'm sorry, I'm doing nice. Christmas. You got me in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I'm seeing the matinee. Another, another date, yeah? Another date, yes. Heck yeah. Yeah, trying you. to make some things happen. Um, Cuffing season. I know. I'm doing karaoke tonight. Thought you were going to be there. Sorry, but going to the Lincoln karaoke. Ah. Yeah, that's next week. You're going to be out of town. No, there's uh, a karaoke night tonight. 
Oh, is there? I thought the karaoke night was next Friday. Apparently, Keela is doing a separate one. I was confused as well because there is another one next week. So apparently, we can't get enough goddamn karaoke in this group. So there's karaoke. I'm going to read it tonight. Just in I case. I didn't even get invited to that karaoke. Lincoln so, karaoke tonight, 7 p.m., ringing in the holidays. And then the one next I'll week, says, I won't be here. Mine on Lincoln says uh, Saturday, December 16th. Well, that's, oh, that's a different one. That's Shauna's that's birthday. Shauna. Yeah, We're going back God. there on the 16th. That's ridiculous. How, do, you have a, do you have a song pick already? Do you have multiple no. songs? I hope you have multiple songs. Oh, I, have multiple I, I just see what strikes me. I, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not tied to one song. I can sing anything. I'm a performer, yeah. Coop. I am not there for the singing. I'm there for the action. You know that little. Yeah, we bring the vibes. That's right. What about you? Are you? You're more of a. You got a one song, two song kind of thing. No, I'm, I'm more of a. I'm more of an in the mood kind. Of, like I, I like to feel like the room too. Yeah. You know, it depends on the vibe. You know, sometimes you got a little upbeat. You know, sometimes you want to go like a little old school party. You know, you never know. So you just kind of feel what the people are feeling. But uh, tequila is one of my favorites. Ah. I love doing that one. Yeah, that one's great. Sure. Who um, doesn't love tequila? Yeah. Well, that one you can do regardless of how much you've had to drink. So that's a great karaoke song. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. You know, the Chicken Dance is also another the great karaoke dance. song. Yeah. Now, have you been so, to Lincoln Karaoke yet? Uh, probably not. I know I've been to My Buddies, which is the one. Yeah, place. yeah. Lincoln so, Karaoke is one of these places you have like a, a small private room, and there'll be oh, like really? 15 or 20 people, and they bring in. I'm gonna call it bottle service. It's not like that. It's a, it's kind of a low low. It's a very it's a little sketchy actually when you get in there. There's these different rooms. You can you're you're in your own room. I don't know if it's violating fire codes, but it's fun. They got videos all over the place. It's actually a pretty good time. But it's it's like your own you have your own crew. It's not like you're out at my buddies when you're singing with the whole crowd or if you go to whatever it's called Trader Todd's and there's like 8,000 people there and you're rocking out. This is you and your friends singing. So whatever song you want, which is kind of nice. Yeah, that's kind of fun. I mean, yeah. you definitely get a. I guess then you could have your own lineup then. You, know you can. I, mean? I guess yeah, I, you I, I, I haven't about. thought about it enough. Maybe uh, I have dabbled with Queen though. Maybe we'll dabble with Queen. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. or something. Yeah, something like uh, that. That or uh, what's the other one? No. Don't stop uh, me now. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fahrenheit. Yeah, I don't know why I was. Yeah, I don't know why that was escaping me. Wow, but yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, hey, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and on Instagram. <laughs> right on cue, baby. There's the fire truck, and, <laughs> and I'm Dalton, or AKA Coop. Uh, you can check it out. Check me out on Instagram at Dalton Cooper uh, on Instagram at Mr. Grumpy Gills. Heck yeah, right on time. Uh, we are the Side Action Pod. Uh, real quick on the bowling update, by the way, we went five and two on Wednesday night. So, so you guys leading uh, big. No, we're not. We're not leading this half. We did win the first, so it's broken into three eleven-week seasons, okay. and they have like the last three weeks of playoffs. So if you win sure. a if you win a part or win a, a league or whatever, if you win like a section, you're automatically qualified for the playoffs. So oh. uh, your boys, are we rolling balls yet? Are in the playoffs? We nice. have secured our spot. Nice. Uh, we, it's a little five hundred dollars smackers on top of that too. So a little bit of moolah. Um, but yeah, the boys went five and two. Jordan bowled well. He had like I think he had the seven hundred. I think he, he shot two seventy the last game. I'm Holy pretty sure two sixty. That's impressive. So he had a, he had a good night. Yeah, I only shot six forty. I had a bad first game. I shot like one eighty the first game. I shot two twenty the next two. So, uh, but Jordan held us up. Uh, we're still trying to figure out with Swerve what he's doing. He's got some foot issues or something. So he might foot be issues. on the IR. Okay. Yeah. 
So if you see him, you have to ask him about it. I'm trying to, we're trying to get him to like power through it, you know, but we'll see I'll what happens. I'll make sure he so, sits down tonight and elevates the foot. Yeah, right. We don't want to peer pressure or nothing, but I also, he's been bowling consistently for the last six weeks, even though he has a foot injury. So, hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. So, and your boy, you know, is going to be in retirement after this year. This is my last week or last year bowling that league because I'm going to start school in the springtime. So, oh. I won't be able to bowl on Tuesday nights next year. So, I'll move to Monday Bummer. nights. So, yeah. Okay. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, but, yeah, again, we're the Side Action Pod. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Side Action Pod, at Side Action Podcast. Uh, until next week, we'll be in person. I can promise you that. No, you can't promise know. that. I'm going to be in Philadelphia <laughs> next week, dude. That's we right, got to figure out the Philly. schedule. Ah. We're going to discuss it after I plus stop recording. We have to discuss it. I'm going to be in Philly partying it up with my, you know, Philly friends. Yeah, you're, you're corporate people. God, so don't corporate. Don't forget about us little folk when you make it big, by the way. <laughs> I will. I will. All right, guys. Well, have a great well, weekend. That's a wrap for this episode Happy holidays, of the Side bye. Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. Side Action Podcast, its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. Individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made, as the Side Action Podcast, its owners, hosts, associates, or guests will not guarantee any advice given. The opinions and advice given on the Side Action Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. License under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.